What's up, guys? Um, it is Kaya and Jason, and we're back like again this next week. And we hope we haven't lost you because we decided to go a little bit more. Like, consider this our segue into still having a succession podcast because we will mm-hmm. talk about this show as much as possible. But since the season is over, we might talk about some other things too. But you will still be getting yeah. all your succession entertainment here. 100%. And you also know that like anytime some kind of succession news drops, we will be uh, the first ones to cover it, to talk about it, um, to check in on you know other projects that the producers of succession are working on, that the actors of succession are working on. Um, there's a lot of good stuff in the work. So we're going to be here to, yeah. uh, to talk about all of it. And I also feel like first things first, everyone go see Spider-Man again. Yes. Um, because Stewie's in it. So yeah, that's like shout out to Stewie. first assignment. Yeah, he is a guy in there. And hashtag don't spoil Spidey still. Love but it. if your ass have not seen it yet, including you, Jason. Yes, you I'm need guilty. You to see it. <laughs> go see it. I think I'm saving it for like, christmas day or uh like the day after like that kind of period where things are kind of quieter so i can kind of spread out in the theater all to myself get all my snacks lined up and yeah. uh, and just enjoy and enjoy you will enjoy you will yeah so like obviously at the top of the episode we're going to talk about secession anything mm-hmm. we want and then we'll just transition into it doesn't have to be necessarily pop culture but anything it can be tech it can be pop culture it can be sports but i don't know it won't be for yeah me. It's whatever whatever's um, on our mind probably not it be sports for the NFTs most part and it could be <laughs> nfts and cryptos we don't know anything about either of those things but yeah uh, you know who knows well, you you just literally blew your cover because i was gonna set you up so nice oh damn i was like oh jason's gonna have an ebook on it and yeah. you guys I, are going to I want to have an ebook. I, I want to have a, an ebook where I just outline different um, crypto investing strategies and NFT investing strategies and then sell it on Twitter to the massive and ever growing uh, crypto NFT community. <laughs> yeah, all you have to do is like type in NFT and then mm. drop the link in under in the search bar and you're going exactly. to Exactly. We'll make clips from this <laughs> podcast into NFTs that hopefully <laughs> do well but <laughs> we are gifting them for christmas yeah they just get everyone gets one sentence totally before we um before we jump into the jeremy strong interview uh which is something we definitely wanted to talk about i just wanted to bring up that i think it was um broken on some like succession brazil account but that but in that some account. interview uh, Jesse Armstrong, or maybe it was another producer said that, you know, they have, um, received the feedback from this season. They know that everybody loved it and right. they're working as fast as possible on season four. So what, what's your thoughts on that? Kaya? like the fact that it seems like they're trying to push this out quicker than last season. Well, one of our amazing listeners pointed out that they love to hear it but they're nervous because they don't want them to rush anything and, you know, not give us a fantastic season like we've mm-hmm. had the last three seasons. But also I feel like this season was late because of COVID one right. and two, they've had COVID to not only put out this season, but to write the next seasons. So 
they've had nothing but time, just like we've got nothing but time. So I do understand the concern. And I know that they would want to test the temperatures and see all the feedback. Um, But I, I, I trust them. Yeah. What do you think? I trust them as well. Like I'm all for like taking your time and whatnot, but like, I don't know if we can get the new season of succession, like end of summer next fall, you know, like give it to us a little bit early, like shoot maybe in the spring. Like, Oh my God, how awesome would that be? Yeah. Like it would be amazing for like fans too, though. Like we are finally getting back into, let me knock on, on wood though, you know, like we're finally getting back into the swing of theater. Like I recently went <laughs> to see Spider-Man Far From Home, not from Far From Home, No Way Home, as I can't stop mentioning to anyone who doesn't ask, but like we're back in the swing of things fully. Like there I saw a, a fucking advertisement for what's the dude from Transformers, the director from Transformers. And oh, like, Michael Bay. All the blow up. I saw a Michael Bay movie oh my God. commercial. And yes. that's when I knew that theater was back. Because before it was a very limited amount of movies coming back. And like, we don't have our like dumb little silly action movies in between. Like there was yeah. no like real Michael Bay movies in between uh. and during COVID except I know. Do you, do you like Oh, uh, I don't think so. Do you like Michael Bay movies? Like, are you into that kind of like genre? Because he kind of has his own genre now. Yeah, um, I do not, but I support it because I respect that he has his own style. Yeah, you know, like when you go to a Michael Bay movie, you know, there's going to be some sort of buddy cop dynamic usually and there's going to be shit blowing up and some big jacked dudes doing things um yeah and also one of my favorite things about i mean i'm not i don't really lean are you you am i low-key do i low-key ride for michael bay yeah i am a michael bay um bae um but no i just remember like uh like watching so many of his movies and realizing he does this thing. It's called a lens flare, which is when you shoot the camera into the sun. So you just get this like bright flash. Cause like when you're shooting, oh, does that. yeah. Like when you're shooting on film or whatever, like one thing that is like kind of frowned upon is obviously <laughs> shooting into the sun because it just, you know, lights up the whole frame and yeah. like kind of distorts the colors on everything. But he does it a lot in his movies yeah. Uh, like a lot of his, like, if you remember like Transformers, like they'll be out in the I desert do. and they kind of swoop underneath and then you see the sun yep. in like the corner and it blasts over the. And I feel like it's a, such a good signature. He's like, the yeah. rules. I'm like, okay. Exactly. And that's why, like, I don't think I'm like, you know, to be honest, like a massive uh, Michael Bay movie fan. However, I do respect a guy that's like, no, like I'm going to, you know, essentially like lean into this like cinematography taboo. Um, and then become known for it and then build a whole brand around it. So you got to respect that. It does what it needs to do. Some of them flop and some of them just become hits because people need to see things blow up. And I respect it. hundred percent. When you're on a plane, (laughs) when you're flying somewhere, like a Michael Bay movie. Mm. Good. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you just want some, some bright, flashy, explosive, Exactly. Stuff. 
And then, okay, so yeah, theater is back. Theater so is I back. feel like TV is also back. Euphoria's got a new season coming. The Righteous Gemstones, if you watch yes. that on HBO, has another season coming. Black Lady Sketch Show has another mm. season coming. Like everything is about to be giving. And yeah. I don't think that they are people who would rush things um, to the point where it would be bad, like Game of Thrones bad, not to slander them every chance I get, but I do, <laughs> you guys have heard. Um, and you know, another thing that I feel is that Brian Cox said in an interview, I think it was last year or earlier this year, that he knows his character's entire arc. He Whoa. knows from beginning to end what's going to happen to Logan. So if he already knows his arc and he's the actor, then I imagine the fucking writers kind of know yeah. what they're going to be doing. So I don't think it's it can be rushed. Yeah, I was listening to an interview with Jesse Armstrong like right after the finale, and a question was asked like, "Do you think um, the next season will open up five minutes after that confrontation, or you know, five weeks after the confrontation?" And pretty much what Jesse Armstrong said, he's like, "I'm not going to give anything away." Um, and that's because I already know the answer. So he's definitely been thinking about next season. I think he has the broad strokes, um, kind of fleshed out and, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a wild ride. I hope it comes out sooner than later. Like, you know, I think sometimes gaps in shows can kind of make it not any worse or better, but I think the audience kind of will forget things and needs to like jog their memory a bit more. Like I think a great example is euphoria. Like that first season was so, so, so strong. Um, but you know, it just hasn't been on the air in years now. So it's like, I know they did those like two specials and I tried to watch no, that, was, but I was, yeah. they did it under like heavy COVID, you know, guidelines. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I'm, I'm really excited for that show to come back, but I'm also like, what even happened? Like I was watching the trailer. I was like, I was like, wasn't one of the characters like pregnant or something? Like, and then I was like, was a character pregnant? Like, did I just make that up in my head because I haven't you did. watched the show? You're a fucking in liar, so Jason. You're no, I, I seriously, I absolutely loved it. I thought the ending was fantastic with the like yeah, whole no. dancing and and music video and the musical score for the show is fantastic as well. Um, the cinematography, the shots, everything, the, the acting, soundtrack, though was insane the acting of course um but so you said that he knows what would you prefer would you prefer the season to open up right at that moment or do you want some time to go by Mm. because with season one we got kendall's you know he killed the kid and we got him yeah very soon after he was in the facility and then in season Mm. two we got literally moments after he right. made the speech no which totally. i completely forgot about like i forgot yeah. that we were still nothing like there was no time nothing has changed like they picked up from very that quickly moment. after yeah and even like um in the first or second episode like logan was like apologizing to connor he's like hey sorry what i said back on the boat and i right. like paused and was like oh yeah that happened like a couple days right prior um so exactly. that's an interesting detail to think about yeah i think it's gonna be I think I would personally prefer to see the show pick up a couple weeks, maybe a couple months later, 
because I think it's more rich for drama. Like we know mm-hmm. Shiv is going to figure it out, right? We know Shiv's going to realize that Tom was the guy that sold Lo- you know, sold them off and like told Logan right. everything. So I think that um I think that she's going to be really upset and I'd rather see their like legal proceedings and like divorce proceedings happening than, you know, Shiv blowing up in Tom's face because we've seen that before. Yeah, I agree completely. I would like to see what's going on. I want to see what they what the yeah. play is. I don't want to see if the sale went through, did they block it? Is, right. What's are they in the process? Is going to be back? Yeah. Where are all our faves? Yeah. Where's Jess? Is, is Lisa back into the picture? Or like, what is totally. going on now? Especially that we have the three. Especially also because, you know, if we jump a couple months down the road and, you know, Logan, or I'm sorry, not Logan, um, Kendall, Shiv, and Roman are like teamed up still against their family. Like they're really pushing to block this, you know, acquisition or whatever. Then there's enough time for them to, like, we can kind of see them working together. You know what I mean? Like it's, they just started working together. Like, I want to see what it's like when they've been working together for a month, two months. I think it's just more, um, more like rich. Yeah. It's it's a better story. I feel like Logan is not Logan. Roman is so easily swayed by Logan that I'm like, okay, the only reason that Roman stood strong is because he had his siblings literally physically with him. So if Logan was even able to get him to the side for a moment, I feel like Roman would flip. So, you know, he's so fragile that I'm like, okay, I want to see if Roman can stay, Mm -hmm. you know, with his siblings. Shiv, I feel like she could be strong. Um, Kendall, he's already thrown out, you know, he's yeah. done. So I want to see if they can stay united. Yeah. I'm so excited for it. I think it's gonna my what when if you were to bet, when do you think the show's coming back on there? Oh, okay. Yeah, let's let's like manifest it though. Yeah. It's a good end of summer show early fall show i'm gonna say september early september i'm gonna say i i think it airs middle to end of october like similar to when it aired this year but just like not another year in between like i think they start shooting like late spring rap shooting middle of the summer and then they kind of have the end of the summer and the fall to edit and then boom yeah i just hope that this covid shit doesn't get in the way because you know that succession it's the kind of show where they have to be in different countries like different sceneries like Mm -hmm. you can't just have in the office they always have to have those grand episodes where they're like in a body of water or in a different country do you, think so, they're, do you think they're going to address the pandemic at all? They might just like lightly touch on it and pretend that it's over with, you know? Right. I don't think it's that kind of show, especially because the rich people don't really give a fuck. They're getting... <laughs> That's they're true. With, like it wouldn't even touch above, them anyway. Yeah. If it's above them, they'd go get their treatment and be fine. What do you think? Yeah, I think they, I, I agree. Like, I just think it's like, they would just get their treatment and be fine. And 
Um, it feels out of place. You it, know? it does feel out of place in their world. Although I do think if Logan gets it, I don't know, like early COVID, like if Logan Roy got like early, early COVID, Ooh. I think, you know, Ooh, what wow. if that's how they kill him off the show? <laughs> That would be, be so, so dark. Off. That would be the. I would be so pissed off. <laughs> I'm not gonna stop watching, but I would absolutely be so pissed off, and I would probably block you because that would be so morbid. Would you Can you imagine? Like, speak that into existence. I, I don't want this to happen at all. Like that would just no, be the but worst. Even, I, I, that was not a thought. You know what I thought? If they even. If someone has it, I feel like it would be Greg and it would be hilarious. And Tom would literally be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this isn't real. Oh my God, yeah. You know? Suck it up, Greg. Like, I, you know, like I almost lost an arm once the school came into work. (laughs) He's like, I I can't taste anything. I can't smell anything, Tom. I think I'm dying. He's like, no, it's all in your head. No, Greg. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Um... Okay, the last thing I want to ask you, because I don't think so, but the last thing I do want to ask you before we get into the interview, which we're going to talk about, but we're not going to read you the interview because it's so long and I just don't want to. Um, do you think that Shiv is pregnant? Ooh. You know, I saw that theory online, like floating around online that she's already pregnant. She's trying to like hide it. I mean... I don't know. Pro- I mean, probably not. Right. Like, I, th- I don't know if they would try to make that like an Easter egg. Like maybe she gets pregnant next season. I don't know. Like I, I keep thinking like, how would that fit into the plot of it all to have her pregnant? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like how would that, I understand the dynamic between Tom and Shiv and how that character arc, you know, changes and builds if she got pregnant and, and how the family would react. Um, so I don't think it's, it would be like a bad thing to the show. I'm just not sure how it all fits in at the moment of what just happened that makes yeah sense. yeah but um i don't think she's pregnant but i think that if she does get pregnant it would be because she's literally about to leave tom and then she's like well fuck i'm oh, pregnant so i'm gonna say like oh wow see but my only thing to counter that is that they're so rich i feel like if she just wants to like um like still have the kid but be divorced like that they'll make that work you know what i mean like kendall has young kids like i'm sure but i thought about that too but the thing is we saw shiv with her mom and i think that she doesn't want to have that same relationship with her kid like she Mm. wants to be a good mom so she might suck it up and like deal with tom i forgot about that scene that was my favorite scene from the from the season you're right like she she has the desire you are to my be a onion. Mother. yeah yeah okay no in that case then i actually i changed my answer i think um <laughs> if she's not currently pregnant she will be next season i think it adds an, an interesting element to shit's character and like shows like her own redemption of wanting to have what her mother never never gave her yeah yeah yeah. Well, predictions, guys. I think it's coming back September. I'm saying mid October. Yeah. Hmm. Jason's saying mid October. Jason's also killing Logan with COVID. Yes. And <laughs> Shiv may be pregnant. He's going to stay with Tom because she's pregnant. Uh, all right. So the Jeremy Strong article. My God. If I have to hear about this shit, 
from yeah. one more source. It definitely burned across the fandom in early December. Personally, for myself, like I wanted to have a couple weeks to like read it, to think about it before talking about it on this podcast. Um, I don't know. What, what was your kind of like gut reaction as you were reading that, Kaya? Mine is like, oh, oh my God. Okay. This is just like, you know, method acting. This mm-hmm. is just like the dudes who literally eat, sleep, and breathe their role so they can get into that frame of mind. However, I don't think that it's to the point where it's dangerous. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think that not only was it not a hit piece, but I also don't think that Jeremy Strong himself would take offense to this article. No, not at all. I think so there was, was a lot of first reaction. I think there was a lot of overinterpretation of the article. And I also think there was overinterpretation in the article itself, too. Um, you know, like I think there was a bit of a reach of like, you know, but what did the crew think of working with Jeremy? You know, like there was kind mm-hmm. of like an element of that and um you know, an element of, I think, maybe trying to be more thorough with something than than it really needed to be, right? Like, I mean, this is a guy who's a very, very talented actor, who's been doing it for a while, who has these huge, um, you know, goals and aspirations his whole life, and who's achieving them, you know? And it was cool to read his background and how he takes method acting seriously and how he takes the role of Kendall Roy very, very seriously. You know, I think when you know, reports first came out of like Kendall saying on the record, Jeremy Strong saying on the record, like, you know, I live my life as Kendall for half the year. And everyone's like, ooh, like, you know, he, he takes this so seriously. Wow. And it's like, yeah, like this is a huge opportunity for him as an actor. He's been crushing it. Right. And this is his craft. I think that's kind of what it is. And I think people hear that kind of thing and then run with it as like, is he this like madman? Is he, you know, uh, is he hurting himself through his dedication? Has he hurt other people through his dedication because he's not hanging out with the crew on set? And it's like, well, like, hold on a second. Like, you know, this is his job. You know, this is his like aspiration that he's always wanted to do to be a, a you know, huge actor. Um, and he's achieving it. And he uses a method of acting where he really tries to immerse himself in the character, which I think for the job of an actor is okay to do. Um, So, you know, if he's not talking to people on set because he wants to feel isolated, I think like let him, you know. That's pretty normal also. Yeah, and it's normal, right. Especially like on movie sets. But also what I think people are missing is that like, okay, this happened before what the, it was before the second, episode before the finale i think mm-hmm. there was like two more it came out on the fourth left. or the fifth right so there was like i think two two more episodes or three more episodes i don't know some of the season was still um airing and i think that when we watch the session we see the, and we see them episode by episode we take it so seriously yeah but then i was watching the season as a whole back to back and it's not like Kindle is just 100% always like this drugged up piece of shit like person he has moments where he's like making a joke Mm -hmm. he's laughing you know he's like 
hanging out with his friends. He's listening to music. It's like, he's not playing the fucking Joker, you know? Right. Like, he's playing Kendall Roy. <laughs> and, like, every episode, Kendall, you know, he, he does have these serious moments where you feel bad for him and he's down. But he also has these moments where he's actually very funny because everyone on this totally. show has a moment where they're hilarious. So it's in and out. It's not him playing like a fucking trauma victim 24-7. Right. Um, and also, I just think that people have different ways of like working on set. And this is also his, again, his first big role because we don't really know him like that. We know him from Secession. He was on movies. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. He might have been an extra, you know. I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but I'm saying that even if he is living his life as Kendall Roy for half of the year when he's filming or whatever, um, he should be because guess what? There's only three seasons of Secession out. Um, it's not like he's not, he's been doing this for like five years and it's become something that's like unhealthy and it's affecting mm-hmm. him in a certain way and he's become like this crazy asshole like some people just you have your work friends and then you have your real yeah. life friends or sometimes you don't even have work friends like i want to get these scenes over and go home to my real fucking family yeah because i also saw an interview of um of jeremy himself talking about how his kids hanging his hanging with his real kids in real life helps him get out of that feeling mm. of being Kendall. So it's I I'm not saying that he's lying, but I'm saying that he is Jeremy Strong. There's Jeremy Strong and there's Kendall. Yeah. And you think that he's able to kind of even though he said things in interviews where he's like, I I right. am Kendall for half the year, like you still think he's able to to thread yeah. the needle between the two. Yes. I yeah. do think that the lines can blur sometime when he's deep in it but not to a point where he doesn't know who he is anymore. Because right. at the end of the day, this is like a fucking 43-year-old man. And you totally. just started playing Kendall a few years ago. You know who you are as Jeremy Strong. Yeah. And he's acted. He's been in yeah. plenty of movies. I think he was- Where in... he also, and that's the problem, he also method acted in other- In those movies, movies too. And, and that was yeah. people to spray him with pepper spray or some shit like that or tear gas or whatever yeah. and they were like we can't do that like oh. right he wanted to be yeah he in the um uh the riot scene from yeah. aaron sorkin's uh latest film um I for, i'm forgetting on the title on it right now i'm blanking but yeah there's a scene where there's like this big riot and you know he apparently like he was overheard talking to like a stunt coordinator who was going to be like in the scene with him. And he was like, I, I want you to like really like rough me up and hurt me. And the sun coordinator was like, okay, like I can rough, rough you up a little bit. And then he was like, and like spray everybody with tear gas. And then they're like, well, that we're not going to do that. We are simply not going to do because there's other actors that, that aren't that way. And I thought another interesting part from that article was how, you know, they interviewed Brian Cox and um, you know, Brian's method of acting is, you know, vastly different. He said he can turn it off and turn it on whenever he wants. So, um, you know, there, which I also found really interesting because, uh, partially Logan is more, more serious. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like it would be really tough if Brian Cox was also a method actor and he was just this 
you know, power hungry asshole all of the time while shooting succession. I just don't think that would work. You know what I mean? I, I it just wouldn't. You know what? Yeah. I actually think that the reaction would be a bit different. It would be a bit more we understand because he is, he's Brian Cox. Like this is someone who has acting credits on acting credits on acting right. credits. This is the voice of the motherfucking McRib. Put some respect on yes. Brian Cox's well, and, name. And that's why so I think- I would understand. Yeah, you first, yeah. I, I was just going to say that I think because Brian Cox is such a legend, that's why I think people interpreted what he said as like him being critical of Jeremy, which is not the case at all. Right. I think he was just saying, you know, for me, uh, I've never had to do that. I can turn it on and off and look mm-hmm. at my career. It's worked out great. That doesn't mean right. that it also- uh, can't work for another actor. And it doesn't mean that another actor yeah. shouldn't be doing a different, you know, method to get into character or to act. Whatever works for yeah, you. Exactly. But the thing is, I think it gets misconstrued because Brian Cox did a TV interview around the, I don't know if it was around the same time or if it was like a clip that was just circulating, but he was saying that he kind of worries about Jeremy Strong. Right. Which I guess he gets is also so fair. deep into the role so i guess that combined with the actual article combined Mm -hmm. with the show airing at the same time caused such a frenzy and it was a frenzy of worry but then it was also a frenzy of this is what i want to get into the reaction from other actors coming out and for some reason defending Jeremy Strong. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that. What are we talking about? Right. right. I think <laughs> it's an example of just things snowballing into another thing altogether. And then, you know, some, uh, and, you know, not to throw shade on PR people, but, you know, some publicist in Hollywood, you know, maybe got a summary of the article and was like, oh, like Jeremy Strong's really hot right now. And my client knows Jeremy Strong. So, hey, by the way, you want to just post something to say that you loved working with him? You know, this article has gotten mixed reviews and all of a sudden the snowball keeps going. Um, So, you know, not to say that that's exactly what happened. I have no idea. You know, I'm not trying No, that's exactly what happened. You know what? You don't want to say it, but I'll say it. Say it I'll say it that they're literally writing the article's dick to make their client relevant because everyone was talking about secession. And I think that Jeremy Strong did not take that article as a hit piece. In fact, I think that he was flattered not only by the article because Everyone can see how much work he has done to get to where he is because he deserves yeah. this so much. And, you know, we appreciate his, his, his sacrifice into going fully into that role. But I also think that he likes the drama around it because now everyone's talking about Jeremy Strong. Now all of that shit that you've been doing to fully immerse yourself into these roles, it's finally accumulated into this. Like you have your first big story because before with Secession, I don't I don't remember any huge stories about Jeremy Strong. I remember seeing Brian Cox is in this new drama um, that Adam McKay produces and it's written by Jesse Armstrong. I and then over the summer, it was literally cousin Greg, everyone's boyfriend. You know, it's about him. 
And now finally we get the Kendall moment and the Jeremy Strong moment. Like he's hot now, you know, he yeah. finally has his moment. He deserves his moment. And I think that he secretly fucking loves it. Oh, I he bet he's smiling. He's, you know what scene it reminds me of? I think that he, if they talked about it on TV, he probably, yeah, no, Brian Cox interview, he probably played it on his TV. And it's that scene where he decides not to do the comedy show. And it's the girl like roasting him. ZY is roasting him. Mm-hmm. And he like looks up and like he's like has a smirk on his face. Because he loves, he loves the little humiliation. But it's not humiliation. It's this guy is such a good method actor. Yeah. And I worked with him and let me defend him. I, I mean, think he loves it. And I feel like his like his own personal like PR strategy when he's either, you know, being interviewed or on TV or being photographed or at an award show. Like, I actually think it's really brilliant to just go completely over the top, like intellectual, like quoting like Russian poetry in interviews. And like, it's just the most like savage way. It's, it's super calculated, but it's just like, like Loki, like being a savage because no one can really criticize you when, you know, someone asks like a really like digging question about what it's like working on succession. And you just answer with this, like really eloquent, almost, you know, Shakespearean answer. Like, it's just like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? He like it's creates like purposely... his own narrative yeah. though. Right. It's like, he's creating his name in acting and I love it. It's beautiful. But what I don't love is y'all defending this man when he doesn't need to be no, defended. No, do not. Yeah. Okay. And I try to block all that, all that noise out in of itself. But I will say the one thing from the interview, and um, if you haven't read it and you, you've been listening so far, I have no idea what we're talking about. Just Google yeah. Jeremy Strong, New Yorker interview and um, yeah. maybe get a, a light snack uh, and a comfy it's chair long, to read y'all. it. It is a very, very long interview where um, a reporter who was actually, I think, a friend of his who went to school with him in Yale or something. That's like they somehow awkward. they somehow knew each other too, and they the, it was in, it was one of the paragraphs it was like I should know that we went to school together. I was like, what? I did <laughs> but, not notice that at all. Yeah, but I was so balls deep in trying to see where all this like drama is coming. Yeah, it's from. a very long, long Holy article um, where you know the reporter followed him throughout the course of the season and. Um, like it ends with him visiting Jeremy in like uh, his second home in like the shores of Denmark or something. Like it's just of like course. this bizarre. I was of I was course. like googling after I read it. I was like I didn't even know Denmark like had beaches that you could buy a house on. Like you know, I was, and then I was like, is it like raining all the time there? I don't even know. I've never been, but. Anyway, that's uh, he know he's his branding is on point. Oh, 100%. Like, I my if I did throw a hot take out there, like, I could see Jeremy Strong, like, like the next time he wins like an Emmy or an, or an Oscar, it's gonna be for like him portraying like Edgar Allan Poe or something. I like, you know that. what I mean? <laughs> something very like, <laughs> like, just something, you know, like, yeah, like it's gonna be like a mini series or a movie that like nobody understands at all, but he just wins the awards for it because, yeah. you know, he's like, in a corner shaking like holding like a raven or something (laughs) and i'm gonna watch and i'm gonna cry and i'm gonna laugh and i'm gonna cheer him on this is my i'm gonna be like that's my number one boy yeah my this is my uh yeah my my jeremy strong take i think the next role he does he should play edgar Allan poe without a doubt (laughs) i have never thought about who he should play because i'm so obsessed with his role now that i 
because he's he has so many things right and that's why people thought that he could possibly be dead is that he's doing a lot of other shit right so i didn't think what he should do next what a good i'm gonna co-sign that i think Let's that he it. should play edgar Allan poe because those they seem like the, the same Dali, person you like, Dali, yeah yeah well no get someone culturally appropriate for dolly but i know he would love to play dolly because that's what I feel like that's who he is, like as a person. He's a, a Dali yeah, painting. Totally. Like, you know? He's a modern day Edgar Allan Poe. Like he's like, he's he's a like modern dark, day Edgar Allan Poe. like Shakespearean, twisted. I don't even know where I'm going with all this, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I would love to see him play that. Um, it's not that deep. Um, no one should be defending him, and no one also should be upset with him for his onset behavior unless he is like to the point where he's like an asshole like well an asshole is like subjective i guess but like if he's doing something that like hurts or harms other people actively yeah i mean it seemed like from the article he mainly keeps to himself and that's right and that's not i hate when people are just like oh no he doesn't have he doesn't know that the cast right. parties he didn't get me my secret yeah. santa like, it's like it's right. sorry he didn't that. end up in like nicholas braun's uh post succession instagram right. carousel uh, right yeah so Which, yeah so anyway guys just read the article um, just read it hit us up Send, yeah, send us some DMs what thing. you think. Yeah. Curse us out. Agree with us. Don't, don't agree, agree with us. us. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But whatever you do, just let us know how you feel about it after you read it. And yeah. I'll probably, yeah, when this comes out, I'm gonna link the the interview to our stories. Totally. Just hold me, hold me accountable, guys. Hold me accountable. <laughs> Love it. Um, cool. Oh, one last thing that I'm going to forget, like, I'm going to kill myself if I don't even bring it up, is that I think the two, there was two very different reactions to, um, to like, Lady Gaga saying that she literally, like, spoke in an Italian accent for, like, oh my nine God. months. For Wait, did you see House of Gucci? And she had not. Yeah, I want to so bad. Um, maybe you don't see. <laughs> I saw it. I love I thought Lady it was, uh, Gaga. I love Lady Gaga too. She's one of my favorite, um, you know, musical artists. Loved her in A Star Is Born. Uh, right. This movie just was not it for anybody. <laughs> it's. I feel like it's camp. And they it is camp. It, it is camp. camp. They but it, it now it is camp. camp yeah like but it is yeah. camp and now it's gonna go like now i know like i'm not going to go and see the next right oscar winning like movie and i'm not gonna go and see necessarily a good movie but it's gonna be a good movie right. because now i can laugh and live and learn and love at jared leto and oh my god jared leto makes the movie all worth it because i think he is playing it as camp and that's and no one else is, but he's like yeah. you could just tell in the way he's acting, like he's kind of like guys, come on, like we have to do this. As I mean, I don't know if that was what it is. If it's like they didn't like take the movie as a campy kind of like funny thing that they should be like leaning into. She, she Gaga didn't. She was, in but it. she well, and so what I think the issue actually was is that you know let's just say you get a job 
to work on the movie of House of Gucci, directed by Ridley Scott, Adam Driver, Lady Gaga, um, Al Pacino, uh, you know, Jared Leto. And you're working on set of that movie. Are you going to be the one that raises her hand and says, hey, everyone's accents suck? (laughs) No, right? No one is going to say that. They literally went all out for this movie. Like, they went to Italy, (laughs) didn't they? Like, they... Yeah, and so it was to the point where okay, I don't know if you got this got washed away somehow, but a few weeks after she revealed that not only did she speak in that accent for nine months, but she had a psychiatrist on set because she was so deep into the role of the woman that she was playing that killed her husband. Wow! And I'm like, well, shit. Like that's insane. I mean, I don't know if everybody that watched it saw that, but like, good for her for going deep into the method acting, you know? Don't say good for her. You know, like she did a great job. Like, I no, I I legitimately enjoyed Lady Gaga's performance, and I just think overall the movie uh, it's camp. I think we have to we have to like accept it. Yes, camp. I I didn't enjoy it. I did enjoy watching it. Um, it wasn't my favorite movie. I don't know <laughs> if I would watch it again, but I did enjoy okay. it. So this is the thing. I think that me specifically, I would enjoy it because like I said, one of my, I think one of my favorite movies of all time was the Great Gatsby remix with yes. Leo and Spider-Man. Um, and also I am a person who enjoyed Jared Leto as the Joker. And that is, the most unpopular opinion that I have. It's like the opinion where people throw tomatoes at me. Um, mm. I thought that the first Suicide Squad was great. I enjoyed his acting and I want to see him come back as the Joker. And every time I say that, someone literally tells me to shut the fuck up. No, I, so, I thought it was, I liked it. I liked him as the don't Joker. Lie. No, I did. Don't I lie. liked Heath Ledger a million times more, but that doesn't mean that I didn't also enjoy Jared Leto. And I, th- and I think that's like, people get very like defensive of movies that they like or don't like or performances that they liked or don't like, but like you can still enjoy a movie and just say that was, that was I personally enjoyed watching it, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I liked other <laughs> movies more and I won't watch this again. Like- No, like that made her, that it really made or broke his like, I don't know, second kind of, because, you know, he won, like, an Oscar for that role where, where he played that person. Wait, you know, it was a really good movie. Um, where he, like, played the person. I think he got, like, AIDS or something. Oh, Dallas Buyers Club? Yeah. yeah Dallas awesome Buyers movie. He was, like, really good in that. Yeah. And then in Suicide Squad, we had heard that he was doing all this method acting, allegedly. Right, another method actor. Right. And then people hated it. So then well, now for him, I'm, I'm interested to see where his career goes now that, okay, you did Suicide Squad. Everyone fucking hates that except me and you. And now you're in House of Gucci. How is that yeah. going to affect Jared Leto's career? I think he's still a legend. I, I still think he's going to be in great movies and his careers. I think he's still in the bucket of he can do whatever he wants because um, he just has the range. Like he just completely transforms himself. And I think he's still coveted as a fantastic, uh, fantastic actor, you know, now granted, yes, was his method acting for 
um, the Joker a little bit extreme. Like people were getting pissed at him because he, I think he was like sending like dead birds to people. So in that case, that is an, ex- and this is actually a good like differentiation point. Like that is crossing a line in my opinion, right. like Jeremy strong, like isolating himself so he could feel really alone and, you know, uh, depressed playing Kendall Roy is one thing, you know, sending up, sending a dead bird to your co-star because you're a crazy psychopathic joker character. Like that's, you know, that's a different line that's being crossed. So. Exactly. And that's what I wanted to bring up. And also shout out to fucking Gaga. Go stream yeah. all of her albums and go watch the stars. Yes. Born. Listen and to her music. Much We're already into our transition into pop culture. We are. Yeah. I mean, you know, we'll, we're going to keep this podcast going, um, uh, you know, as long as we, we want to, you know, and uh, yeah, we uh, feel like it will let you know. Y'all. Yeah. If exactly. y'all, okay. This is the thing. We have a deal. Yeah. If y'all keep listening, then we'll keep, we'll keep doing it. Like listen Word. to it, share it, tell yes. everyone about it. But then if y'all stop listening, it's literally okay because we'll just be back for next season. hundred percent. Yeah. And we'll, you know, as we said at the top of this episode, like we're going to keep you guys posted on any major news around succession, um, you know, any major projects that other actors or producers or writers that are associated with the show are doing. Um, you know, if that means us doing a podcast, you know, maybe we break it out like every month or bi-weekly like we'll figure that out um right. but no matter what you know we'll keep you guys uh posted on everything that's happening with this series um so definitely make sure you're following suck pod on instagram that's a great way to like you know hear what our plans are and what we're going to be doing and um yeah exactly. thank you guys for for continuing to uh to support us and to listen um it means a lot and it's it's been a lot of fun and we castrate and marry you any day. Yes. <laughs> we love our audience. <laughs> That's Maybe how we'll... much we love you. Exactly. Exactly. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much um, for listening to another episode of Suck Pod. <laughs>